as they head back, I just want to read one more verse for us. Verse 19. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Let us pray. Lord, we just invite you into this time and into this space. Just asking, Lord, that you help us to remove any weights that we may be carrying. To open our hearts and our ears to what you would have to say to us today. Because, Lord, it's you we seek. It's your word that feeds us. It's, it's you who are the giver of life. And so, Lord, we just come to stay as your children, trusting in you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So the scripture passage that Carter and Catherine read for us is usually one that we would hear on Easter morning. Not one that we hear in what should be the beginning of fall, but the weather definitely didn't get the memo. The the passage that, that speaks of... Mary Magdalene and two disciples, um, the two disciples right before they started reading, going and finding an empty tomb. And the two disciples returning to the others, but Mary Magdalene staying and just weeping. Until a man appears and, and asks her why she's crying. And she's looking for her teacher for her friend, for this, for this man who, who literally changed her life. And it's, it's when Jesus calls her by name that Mary sees beyond her tears and she sees Jesus standing right there in front of her, not dead, but alive. And Jesus sends Mary to tell the disciples the truth that Jesus is not dead, but that he is risen. And yet, in spite of Mary's witness to the disciples, in verse 19, we we find the disciples in a room. With all the doors locked. Out of fear. Out of fear of of being next. Out of fear of being arrested. Out of fear of possibly following Jesus to the cross. Out of fear of so many uncertainties and unknowns. Even after Mary came and told them that she had seen Jesus with her own eyes. Even though Jesus had told them so many times before he went to the cross that after three days that that he would rise from the dead. They couldn't yet see. They couldn't yet understand. The fear kept them in the room. 
The fear caused them to lock every door so that no one could get in. Fear is such a powerful thing, right? Fear often... It can paralyze us at times. Or sometimes it's, it, it gives us the reaction of fight or flight. Of facing our fears or fleeing. We don't like talking about our fears. Instead, often our fears... We let our fears sometimes control us and our situations. There's a woman I want to tell y'all about, and that woman's name is Ingrid Betancourt. Has anyone ever heard of Ingrid Betancourt? She's a French-Colombian politician, and she campaigned in Colombia to fight political corruption. And... And she said that so many times throughout her life that people would tell her that she was brave. But, but Ingram Betancourt said that she did not know true fear until she was 41 years old. Because when she was 41 years old, she was running for the presidency of Colombia when she was kidnapped by Colombian guerrilla soldiers. And she was held hostage for six years. Ingrid Bedencourt said that every night she went to sleep afraid. And the, that fear started to change her. That fear started to take away the names of her loved ones. It started to steal from her some of the most important memories of her life. When she was taken, she was a mom. She had two young kids. What, what her fear did to her as she was kept prisoner was it started taking the memories of what made her her. And as the years wore on, her fear led to despair and depression, paranoia, distrust, and hatred. One one day, one of the soldiers did something especially cruel to her, and inside of her, her fear made her want to kill this person. And, And she said in a TED Talk that she gave, on fear that for a week she tried to figure out how she could kill him until something happened until within her the real Ingrid Bedencourt spoke out and she in the still small voice within her reminded her to not let her fear make her like them. Ingrid Betancourt 
now a free woman. She was freed in 2008 by the Colombian army. She said, fear is contagious. She wasn't the only prisoner there. Fear is contagious. But she said, this woman who's a devout Christian, faith is contagious too. And while fear can try and steal our identities, she said, faith in God can transform even the most fearful situations. And so when they would do roll call from that day forward, she was no longer a number. She was Ingrid Betancourt. Until she was rescued, she relied on her faith in God to withstand every fear that she encountered. Ingrid Betancourt said that we have to name our fears. We have to name our fears as people of faith and allow our faith to see beyond our fears. That we have to allow our faith to give us the eyes to see beyond. Because fear will try and dictate to us who we are. Fear will try to tell us what we are capable of. Fear fear will try and steal what brings us joy. Fear will try to steal the goodness that is within us and change us. But when we name our fears, when we call them out, when we are willing to not let our fears, to not let our fears keep the door locked. Our faith allows us to see beyond our fears to the other side. Because we are a people who know a risen Lord. A risen Lord who appeared in a locked room where his disciples were afraid and spoke to them the words, peace be with you. A risen Lord who showed them his wounds. And the risen Lord, who a few verses after verse 19, told the disciples, as God has sent me, so I send you. But in order to be sent by Jesus, we have to, we have to unlock our doors. We have to not let fear keep us hidden, keep us locked in, keep us from life. Because that's what fear does. It tries to keep us from life. This month as a church, we want to begin to call out our fears and to name them for what they are. Fears can be powerful, but fears are liars that cannot withstand in the light of a risen Savior. 
our fears may not be completely stolen from us at once when we bring them before Jesus, but step by step, they will lose every bit of power that they have over us. But we have to be willing to name them. We have to be willing to face them and to look at them through the eyes of someone who knows that Jesus wasn't just a good man, but that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus is alive and that Jesus has the power for us to confront and conquer every fear. So what is it that we are afraid of? In our lives, what are our fears telling us about ourselves? What are our fears trying to keep us from doing? What are our fears doing to limit us? How are our fears causing us pain? In our relationships, how are our fears dictating who who we can be in relationship with? With How are our fears dictating how we see other people? How are our fears... How are our fears affecting how we enter into relationship with one another? And as a church, how are our fears affecting sometimes our commitment? How are our fears how are our fears affecting our identity that keeps us from finding our true identity in Christ? What are the lies that our fears are telling us about ourselves? How are our fears about not having enough, allowing money to control us instead of us controlling the money and the resources that we have? How are our fears about past pains affecting affecting how we live into the future? How are our fears limiting us each and every day? We have to call out our fears. So that we can begin to open the door and to allow Jesus to help us see through them. Jesus didn't just come to save us from our sins. Jesus came to save us for life from our fears. To empower us. To be able to take a deep breath in the face of utter fear and know that Jesus is with us. That Jesus has come into every locked room, every hiding place, every jail cell that we may place ourselves in and spoken the words of peace. That Jesus came so that ultimately 
our fears don't ever have to control or define us. Jesus came with the words of peace. To to his disciples who were so afraid. But then he came with the words of being sent. That in the face of our fears that we are given peace by God so that we may be sent. So that we may be sent with, with hearts that know that are empowered by a God who brings peace in the midst of fear and darkness and isolation and despair. Words of peace. That quiet the fears. Yes, Jesus came to save us for life so that through him that, that every fear could be silenced. So that every fear would lose weight in the light of a God of power, a God who who came to make sure that that we know who we are in God. That is so much greater than any fear. That's why when Jesus was surrounded by his disciples, he took bread and he said, this is my body. that I will break for you to know healing, for you to to know wholeness. Here and now. And why Jesus took the cup and said, this is my blood, my love poured out for you to be brought into God's family, for you to know that first and foremost, our names are God's beloved. We know the story of how Jesus was betrayed and arrested and crucified and how for three days it seemed like fear and darkness had won. But as we heard, Three days later, God's power, God's love, God's greatness spoke out. Silencing death, silencing fear. Showing us a path to life, to freedom. Not just from sin, but from fear. So this morning, we come as the people of God, acknowledging our fears. 
but trusting that this meal will remind us of God's power that is for us, for life. As we just ask, O oh Lord, that you pour out your spirit upon these gifts of bread and wine and upon us gathered here. Make this be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Make us one in ministry with you and with one another until Christ returns and we all feast at his heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. As those who are helping to serve begin to come forward, Go and get served communion first. Sorry. I just wanted to remind everyone that you don't have to be a member of this church or any church to come. That you need only to come wanting to encounter Christ. And that when you come forward, you'll be offered the chance to put your offering or attendance sheets in the basket. And then you'll be offered a piece of gluten-free bread. The body of Christ broken for you. body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. And then you'll be offered the chance to dip in the cup. Broken for you. Body of Christ broken for you. Body of Christ broken for you. Body of Christ broken for you. And then after you dip the bread in the cup, you'll be offered the chance to get a key to take. A key for all of us to take and remember opportunity that Christ has given us to unlock the doors that fear has caused us to lock so that we may be given the chance at life. And after the worship team comes forward to be served and once the music starts playing, you're invited to, to come and to partake.